and welcome back to episode 76 of the Weekly Tech Wrap with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Well, Carl, we are back for another week of the t- latest tech news, latest gadget news, and whatever else we can rustle up for this week's show. Sound we good? Indeed. Sounds good. And for those of you who are eagle-eyed, you may notice that we've had an update to our brand image. You know, look at that. Look, a bit of professionalism going on. <laughs> we have an image. <laughs> we do now. Yes. So you may have noticed that we have a swanky new logo, which should hopefully show up in your podcast feed and wherever you get the podcast and also on our uh, main site of techrant.online. So we have gone, you know, a little bit upmarket. We've gone for a nice minimalist logo to reflect, you know, the, the modern style of the show and give us a little bit more of a professional look and feel. Cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> Shame about the presenters, he says. But anyway, moving on swiftly. So last week we talked about all kinds of different things, including, you know, uh, plans for the EU around the chips. We talked about uh, SSDs, you know, being a lot more, well, not SSDs, but Western Digital losing NAND chips. This week we're going to bring a little bit more GPU flavor to uh, to the stories this week, haven't we? We've got a kind of a, I guess, a bit of a, a heavy uh, GPU We have. Slot, I hadn't noticed know. that, but now you mention it. In, yeah, I'm just you know, <laughs> stuck in the middle there. We've got a bit of security <laughs> and we'll yep. close out with another rumor for the upcoming Apple event as we get closer to it. Still haven't seen any ever invites, but as we said last week, we suspect those will probably come out in a week's time. So yeah. then, let's get the show on the road then. So this first story this week uh, is from our friends over at NVIDIA, who after, I guess, <laughs> knocking knocking the um, the whole uh, arm deal on the head, have got a bit of spare cash knocking around yeah, the bank, haven't it's they? Sad. And, uh, well, I guess when you've got money, you want to spend it. Yeah, seems to be the way. And spend it they have. And spend it they have, haven't they, to try and secure uh, a bunch of um, uh, capacity from TSMC around the 5 nanometer capacity that TSMC are producing. Because as we all know, NVIDIA do not manufacture their own GPUs. They leave that to people like TSMC and other yep. manufacturers. And like everybody under the sun... <laughs> <laughs> Apple down. Everybody wants a piece of that action, don't they? Because they do. yeah. there is just not enough capacity to go around. So what are they looking to produce then? I guess this is what got to be the 40 series, isn't it? We reckon it has. Yeah, they're they're is it the Ada Lovelace GPUs, which will be which will be the 40 uh, yeah 4000 series, and they have put down 10 billion, haven't they, uh, to TSMC to grab a, a slice of that pie. And they have indeed. I know what and. That's going to if you try and secure enough, uh, I guess, capacity for wafers. them to produce. Yep. Well, the wafers, I suppose, isn't it that they can then supply to the third parties who make the cards, people like Gigabyte and you know other players, you know MSI, yep. etc. And you know the five five nanometers is where the the forty series is. Five nanometers is also where a lot of CPU tech is going as well. So it's it is quite a hot area to be. It's here. a popular area. But this isn't the first time, though, that NVIDIA have kind of spent this much money because apparently they spent nine billion uh, in the thir- in the last in their third quarter as well, just on inventory um, for future products. Yeah. I think There's we spoke of... yeah, last week about AMD doing the same thing, didn't we? We did, we did. Uh, all they were it. assuring us they'll actually be. Was it last week? It what was it last week? Oh, maybe the week before. No, uh, week before, week before. Yeah, and they, they were they were splashing a load of cash to shore up the supply chain, weren't they? Well, this is what everybody's trying to do because there just isn't enough to go around. And, you know, everybody's in the same boat. Everybody wants product. Nobody can get product out to their consumers. Yeah, everybody seems to be launching new products. How does this work? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, the whole of 2021, wow. nobody could buy pretty much anything in terms of, you yeah. know, stuff that was on the shelves. And that went through the roof. We all know what eBay scalpers are like, don't we? We've seen that. Time and time yeah, again, and the miners, the miners stealing all the graphics cards. You know, I would say in about ten years' time, when they finally built every one of these new fabs, you know, in the US and EU and in uh, Asia, there'll be more product than we can do, to, you know, than we not to do with. But by then, I won't yeah. care, you know. <laughs> oh, exactly. I uh, just, I don't know. It's just, it is crazy here, isn't it? That we're still a year later. There's still no. It's more I than guess, a year. It's respite. two years now. I think. Well, yeah, I suppose it is two years when you think about it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, you know. AMD are doing the same. NVIDIA are doing the same. Intel, probably, I guess, they're going to have to start. Well, they bought a new fab the other day, didn't they? It's not in our news, unfortunately, but I did hear they spent nearly six billion on a new fab. Where are they? They bought a fab. They bought a company that has a fab, so they're they're good to go. 
Where are Intel getting all the money from, though? Don't know. Mr. Gelsinger, isn't it? He's making some changes. What, what, printing his own cash? Oh, why not? It's probably easier than making actual CPU chips. Well, I suppose also, though, he could be mining, you know... Ethereum, yeah. Ethereum. I can't say the word. You know I can't say the word. He could be mining Ethereum. (laughs) Bitcoin. We'll just say Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. You know, crypto. Cryptocurrency. Crypto. Well, it's... it had been it had been the case, wasn't it, though, that if you were running one of the thirty series cards, you weren't going to be able to do any mining because of the the rate limiting that was going on there. But we we did speak some time ago about oh. some of the hacks or workarounds that were out in the field. Seems like that's yeah, got up a, a notch, though. It has. Well, obviously, Nvidia originally said this was unhackable, and then they oh, accidentally oh. shipped some drivers on a developer site that unhacked unhacked the unhackable, but gave I you. Mean, a, I, th- I think it limits it to about fifty percent. And then yeah. their drivers would get you to 70%. But it seems, yeah, some an enterprising guy by the name of, or, or girl, uh, by the name of oh, Sergey. So I'm going to presume it. a man, but uh, maybe not. Anyway, he has released the LHR V2 Unlocker, hasn't he? So uh, <laughs> apparently this removes all hash rate limits. So what it's doing is flashing a modified BIOS onto the NVIDIA graphics cards. Uh, and then... It's providing you with some custom drivers downloaded from a private server. It's not your off-the-shelf drivers. And apparently this basically gets rid of all the unhackable stuff and you get 400% uh, hash, hash, rate, uh, hash rates out of it. So, yeah. So, basically, then, as you say, it completely disables the card for any other usage but mining. You know, you're going to have to, yeah. as you say, flash the ROMs. You're going to pull in those those new funky drivers and off you trot. Um, you know, and I suppose part of me is like, oh, that's not great. But, yeah, I guess so. if you're buying these cards for mining, you don't care that they're not doing anything else. They are there to make you money, aren't they? And they pay for themselves. I, yeah. I saw on that that if you if you've got the an RTX thirty Ti twelve gig card, it can do one hundred and fifteen point four. Is it mining hashes a second? Mega hashes or mega, ha- mega yeah. hashes? Yeah. Mega hashes. Sorry, yeah. Uh, compared to the RTX thirty uh, thirty six, excuse me, with twelve gig, which can only do forty nine point six. So those those thirty eighties are not bad cards at all, are they? Really? There's no thirty ninety on that list. No, 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 because they don't exist. Because no one can actually afford those, <laughs> yeah. whether yeah. you're a miner or not. <laughs> no, let's say, yeah, unless you have got the world supply of gold, it is not happening, are they? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll just pretend that one didn't exist. Like, yeah. like the 3090 Ti, the NVIDIA, uh, you know, I'm pretending doesn't exist. I mean, look, not have, I mean, I haven't tested this myself, I don't have a 30 series card, and you're not going to make yours. I ain't going to do it because it took me long enough to get this one. <laughs> but it, I mean, whether this is real or not, I don't know. There's a lot of comments, aren't there, suggesting that this perhaps isn't as true as it appears. It's going though, to be released on the 26th of February, so we'll find out at that point. Though, based if it's anything, like you say, from the, the fact that, you know, NVIDIA themselves unlock their own cards, it doesn't seem a million miles away that anybody who can reverse engineer the capabilities is going to be able to. Because flashing ROMs is, is not new, you know. People have been flashing ROMs no. for a long time, haven't they? Uh, in it I mean, used yeah, to be ta- even... Even the manufacturers. I remember on my uh, my twenty seventy from MSI, there was a there was a firmware file, you know, on the support site for upgrading the the BIOS on the actual card. Just download it on Windows, run the executable, job done. Yeah, and people for a long time, you flash stuff because it unlocks functionality, didn't it, or it gave you yeah. capabilities. A lot of um, overclockers do it, don't they? they yeah, they mo- load modified BIOSes in there to bypass power limits and stuff, so they can overclock their chips. That's right, and this, but, but I guess the modified driver set so is something slightly different. The fact that you're doing both of those together, because even with the the flashcards, typically you could still use the existing drivers. But here, obviously, you know we've got uh, a, a custom driver, which I suspect again is probably in some way related to that developer driver. That well, I'm pretty uh, sure Nvidia it. originally said it was a, it was a joint BIOS and driver that was making this. They did. So, yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah. So no wonder they've got to tackle both ends. But I mean, fair play because if that's what something you know, if they, if it is as good as it appears to be, then yeah, what stock is out there is going to slowly disappear again as uh, miners probably go. Oh, hang on, yeah. we'll uh, we'll give that another go though, shall we? And off we trot. So I mean, yeah, the reality is I am not going to be getting uh, a thirty series card. I don't think this year. I think I might as well at sit this time point. Maybe. Go for the forty series. There's, there's no say, point waiting for the fight at this point. No, sit no, tight for might, a little bit longer. Sit tight. Perfectly. Yeah, my, my card's working quite happily. I might as well just sit here and uh, <laughs> wait for it to pass me by. Yeah, you know, I, I suppose I could go pick up, you know, a cheap, a cheap, uh, I say cheap inverted commas, you know, 1080 or something off, um, uh, yep. 
you know, at eBay and pay, you know, six, seven hundred pounds for that. You know, it's good value, isn't it? Cough, cough. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so look at that. He's going to sleep. Like, oh, yeah, sure. You know. Oh, so from one, from what, so mining will take a slight detour then. And let's talk about a story that we actually talked a bit about. I think it was last week, actually, saying that. Uh, was it last yeah, week? Yeah, did we talk yeah. about AirTags last week? Uh, no, maybe it was the week before. It was the week before. It was the, it was the same week as the AMD stuff, wasn't it? Episode 75 clearly didn't stick in our mind either, did it? Um, no, no. So, yeah, if you recall back uh, two weeks ago, then we spoke about people who were selling deactivated air tags yeah. uh, on, was it Etsy? I think it was on eBay. Etsy and eBay, yeah. That's the one. Um, so basically, they had taken them, what was it, made small changes to the, the to air tags? Cut a bit of the PCB, and they snipped the wire to the speaker, and there you go. And off you trot. So you could drop them in somebody's bag, coat, whatever, and you could stalk them. And would notice. You still obviously have the pop-up, however, wouldn't you, on the uh, the phone, but you yeah. wouldn't get the, the audio, uh, audible well, That's only if you were on iOS. If the person you were stalking had an Correct. Android phone, unless they had the app, and they had the app open, they wouldn't hear anything. No. Which, again, it was of some serious concern. And, you know, we kind of, I think we all totally agreed at the time, Completely nefarious and you know morally. There was no well. legit and reason for no. that. No, why would you do it? The only you know is it's just the same way people sell stuff on the dark web that they shouldn't do. Same kind of logic, isn't it? Yeah. In that sense, it seems though that some I don't want to say enterprising, but I've said the word now. Um, developers have come up with a way to build clones of AirTags then that can leverage the file. Well, this is more of a, a proof of concept, isn't it? It's from a infosec <laughs> company called. Positive security. I love a brilliant name. <laughs> yeah, positive security. They, they want to kind of show that Apple still needs to do more. So there is, as we were just talking before we went on air, there's a bit of open source software you can get. I'm not going to say the name because I don't think we should, but it's a bit of open source software that's, that they reverse engineered how the Find My Network works. And basically, you can load this onto a Raspberry Pi or an ESP32 or a, is it a BBC Microbit. And basically yeah. make your own air tag. Uh, anyway, so these guys have taken that and put it on ESP32 with a battery pack, but then done some clever source behind the uh, on top of that to basically make an unfindable air tag other than the from my find my network. So if, if this is attached to you, you'll never be able to find it really unless you can physically find it. It's all very clever how they're doing it though. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I was really shocked because I did I thought the find my network was closed to only, I guess, uh, approved devices, i.e. the AirTags, and also those, um, you know, third-party third party people, yeah. yeah, that, you know, clearly we're having to use some kind of Apple authentication to gain access to the Find My Network to allow their devices to use it well, effectively. It, it seems that all the security is in the AirTag and not on the network, it which does. is the point I think these guys are trying to make. Yeah, so I was really puzzled by this because I was like, well, surely, you know, something would be, you wouldn't be able to do it. But it seems though, doesn't it, from this proof of concept that the, the guys at Positive Security have done yeah. has proved that you can have one of these devices, it will track your location the same way as an AirTag will, yep. but it will not notify you on an iOS device, will it? And No, no. They, didn't they, I think in one of their tests, they, they kind of had it for a whole day, didn't they, of uh, somebody? Oh, five days. Five days. They had five a willing volunteer, obviously, but five days and no notification. And the way they're doing that, though, is that they've been very clever. So each AirTag has its own unique, uh, I suppose, certificate pair. Yeah. Uh, that identifies it as a, a unique item. Well, basically, they've just generated 2,000 different key pairs, and they're cycling that every 30 seconds. So every 30 seconds, it looks like you're seeing your phone looks like it's seeing a new AirTag. And well, it changes, the... and you're going to, you won't see it for another 17 hours. So it's not going to trip up any mechanisms that Apple put in place. But then on the, the back end, these guys have built a program that then queries Apple's API for one of these for these 2,000 different APIs, because obviously they know, based on the time, which API they need to query for. And then, uh, yeah, and then they just show you exactly where that device is. I mean, you the 2,000 devices... You know, part of like, what the heck? But then you're right. The whole point is that this is exactly what would be in the wild, in theory, wouldn't it? Yeah. That you, your could, device... you could be on the London Underground and see that easily. Yeah, as your and phone across London. Through. I mean, I think I said at the time, you know, without going back to listening <laughs> to us again, but I, I said the whole concept of the Find My Network 
leveraging what a, realistically is a private network, isn't it, between every yeah. iOS device out there, yes, is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But it appears, basically, then, that somebody's got inside this wall garden, haven't they? There's, they there's, yeah. They've they, they popped the lack fence. Of, uh, yeah, lack of defence on Apple's part at the network level. Yeah, which, is this because Apple did not think that somebody would circumvent this way? Or was it, it, or what we're seeing here, is this truly a vulnerability where they haven't secured the network enough and actually they could go back and do it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think they could probably retrofit this. Um, I don't know. It, I mean, mm. well, yeah. So, so the point being is, so the the whole thing about the audio piece, wasn't it? So the AirTags that had the sound cut out was because the new measures that Apple brought in was around that they make a sound and they then yeah. send a notification to a nearby phone. Yeah. So the sound part's fine. And as you say, they have a key pair. So there's a public-private key pair between the AirTag and the phone. And the the network, yeah. And the network that allows them to basically register on the network and, uh, and, uh, like, uh, I guess, announce their presence, isn't it? Yes, exactly. This is leveraging the network to piggyback the location piece, but it isn't then notifying its presence to any other iOS device because... as far as they're because concerned, because it doesn't see it long enough. No, it's like, it's it's a different it's, device every thirty seconds. Yeah, it is. It's uh, what's the word? I can never say the word. Observation ob- begins with O. You know, observation. Obs- obs- oh God, yeah, I you know. know I'm not going to say it now either. Yeah. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, but you're right. It's just basically hiding in plain sight, isn't it? Because it's just yeah. you know bl- blasting everything out to hide. You know, spoofing spoofing a thousand or two thousand keys, and sitting there in the middle of them and walking along. Now, you know, part of me is like, this is quite dangerous. And I'm like, in any other concept, why, you know, wouldn't if, if you found a bug in Apple's software, i.e., let's just yep. say iOS, you would go for a bug bounty, wouldn't you? Yep. Well, most most responsible researchers would leverage a bug bounty program if it In if all fairness, they, they haven't released this. They The software, they're, the foundation software is open source. It's on GitHub. I'm sure yeah. Apple know about this. Uh, that's not new, the, the, the bit that interacts at the network level, but their secret source for doing the changing and all that, they haven't released that. No, no, because you're right. That That's that's a whole new level, I guess. But it isn't. if they can do it, other people can do it. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, I don't know if they've, they've submitted this to Apple. I wouldn't be surprised if they have and Apple just, said nothing i mean it wouldn't be the first time that apple no, just no. pretended this doesn't exist <laughs> no you're right and i you know and I, i'm not defending apple here i mean I, what i will say in this in their def- well in a slight defense of them is you know this isn't 100 percent apple's fault in the sense oh, of no you know this is this is uh this is they've created a product they've created this whole network and there's a vulnerability in it. Now, it is their responsibility then to resolve that vulnerability, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It isn't, it isn't Apple's fault, though, that there are sick people out there who want to track people or locate people illegally. No. That's not their problem because that's been around for the dawn of time. People would do that regardless of Apple or not. They'd find another way, wouldn't they? Let's, let's be fair about that. Of course, of course. Yeah. Apple unintentionally have just made this easy for them. <laughs> You know, well, yeah, they, they made the technology easily accessible and cheap. Yeah, like everything else, isn't it? Like everything else, you know? Yeah. And, you know, Apple have got third parties, wasn't it? Like, what was the first one that came out? Was that Ch- You had a device. Was it Chipolo or Chipolo? Uh, yeah. Ch- yes. Chipolo. Chipolo or something. I bought something. one, but it's not, yeah, it doesn't have the ultra wideband in it, so it's not used that much. <laughs> no. And then obviously Belkin have signed up as well. There was another bike company, yeah. I think, wasn't there, that was signed up for it as well. Yeah, lots but, of people are putting it into their products as well. But those companies are all going to have to signed up to Apple's T's and C's, and gonna, I'm sure they will have to have notifications pop up on yeah. on the devices. You know, so And that's basically where Tile you know, didn't want to play in this game, did they? Because, you know, right. in a funny kind of way, Tile could have, le- you know, they in an alternative universe, Tile could have signed up to Find My Network and sold a cheaper alternative to an AirTag, yet, you know, leveraged yeah. the capabilities. Didn't they, really? Yeah, of course they could have done, yeah. 
But what we've got now is people building clones. Now, you and I, like I say, we're not going to say about stuff, but, you know, if, if you want to find it, you'll find it. Um, but it is not complex. You know, we had a quick look at it, didn't we, before we came on air, just the the, the, the idea of what, what was needed to do it. You know, it's not, it, this isn't the kind of thing that you're, I, I don't say this lightly, and I, but you know, this isn't your run-of-the-mill stalker who's going to try and do something. You know, this isn't something you can just pick up and run with. This requires a little bit of uh, skill, doesn't it? To, to be able yeah, to it does. Yeah. Up. But I think, like the point you made earlier, is somebody can weaponize this and turn it into a service. Yeah, someone will make this into a product. Yeah, unless Apple close the door on it. Yeah, so I think they need to do something definitely, and, and I, I, and I think yeah. you know they're going to be slowly improving security but how much they can retrofit i don't know i definitely think that they yeah they need to somehow close the door on the find my mm -hmm. network to lock out any device that it should not be there um yeah. how they do that i you know i'm not gonna sit here and speculate that because <laughs> i don't know but uh yeah definitely this is a huge problem and you know one that clearly existed before the air tags turned up you know but yep. again all that's happened here is is that the air tags being as you say an accessible product you buy the shelf of all of a sudden just put it into the i guess the glare of regulators the glare of law enforcement and the glare now of people going what the hell is going on here you know yeah exactly but you know I I would be interesting. I would be interested to know what percentage, or or no, in a different way, how many incidents of this happened with tile. Yeah, I don't know. And I know they're not going to publish that, but I wonder how many. If you did a bit of research, how many, um, you know, there were stalking instances where tile was involved. Yeah, I mean, there's nowhere near as many notifications, is there? No, no. But in the network, it, yeah, didn't the network wasn't as good as it, or isn't as good? No, as no, you're right. One. You were relying, weren't you, on somebody to have a tile? It was rather vague that you might be within this mile radius, you know, or half yeah. a mile radius, depending on how many people were running the tile software or actually out and about. I was now. I I love the concept of tile. I say I've got one here. I'm looking at it now. It was in my yep. work bag. Did I ever use it? No. <laughs> I think we had one, but then it's on. It was on the earlier ones, and you couldn't replace the battery. So after a year or two, when it ran out, you're like, "Well, that was a lot of money because it only lasts a year or two, and we didn't use it that much." So you're right. Um, yeah, never bought another one. No, uh, and I got mine free. I went to an event um, where, funnily enough, uh, Vodafone were giving them away, and I got one. And it was like, "Oh, this is cool," you know. Um, yeah. And I really like, and I'd wanted one for ages, but yeah, it was just uh, a bit of a fad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there you go. It was, you know, it's. Uh, I guess it's in a funny kind of way. Do you remember um, uh, people were sending Bluetooth messages to phones? Oh God, what was that called again? Blue snarfing or or blue jacking? Or other, wasn't it? Blue jacking. Oh, that was it. Something like that. Yeah. People were doing that on iPhones, weren't they? But people, you know, and, and you could just get messages pop up and then obviously you had to accept it um, and things like that. It's the same kind of thing. No one ever it? sent me a message. No, I never had it happen to me either, you know. But, you know <laughs> that's probably not a bad thing, is it, you know? Um, I don't know. But just privacy is, is a huge concern. And given that Apple is so customer-centric on privacy, it puzzles me why they aren't publicly doing more here. Now, I'm not suggesting that they're not doing anything behind the scenes, but I'm just saying publicly. No. You know? I don't know. But talking of some time, this was only announced the other day, so uh, let's give yeah, well, yeah, but a bit these... of time to respond. Yeah, but I'm thinking... But the other stuff wasn't released the other day, was it? The other thing is around the No, no, it was not. And that software, the open source software, wasn't released yesterday. <laughs> no, no. You know, that, that, that was what published, I think, over a year ago. Um... So you know, yeah, just there are thirteen just, releases in. So when was it first? Just saying, out? you know, just yeah. saying, and it's been forked one hundred and ninety-eight times back in March. So yeah, just under a year ago. Yeah, like I say, one hundred and thirty-nine forks. One hundred ninety. Sorry, one hundred and ninety-eight forks. Yeah, a lot of people have copied that. 
<laughs> anyway, anyway, before we get any further down that rabbit hole, yeah, let's take across a step over to back over to America to have a look at President Trump's latest social media platform. What's it called, Carl? The truth is out there. Well, kind of. <laughs> no, that's it. That's the X Files, my friend. <laughs> well, that was my tagline. Be to it. It's called Truth. Oh yeah. God! Oh. Well, it, it's got off to a bit of a rocky start, hasn't it? Uh, it, la- it launched Sunday night, so <laughs> it's about three days ago for for us here now as we record this. But yeah, it, it's been played with uh, numerous technical glitches, uh, and even or a lot of users are even struggling to, to basically onboard themselves to get signed up. I mean, it had a thirteen hour a thirteen hour service outage on the night it uh, debuted. I just, that's not great no uh, not what else we've got we've got e- uh, confirmation emails expiring before they even arrive it's taken so long to get them out to people uh there are new yeah numerous bugs it's only available on ios at the moment as well so android users you're out of luck yeah but you know trump he doesn't he doesn't want another android stuff you know no no but surprisingly there are over half a million people on the waiting list well i'm glad you said that because i was just going to say that the the beta of test of the web platform obviously happened last year, didn't it? Where and it got pulled after a while because people were impersonating uh, yeah. people like Trump, weren't they? They were signing yeah. up for accounts, you know, left, right, and center. And then obviously we had the whole story around them using the Mastodon open source software, didn't they? That they didn't attribute. They denied uh, it was their uh, yeah. Mastodon, didn't they? They said they made it all themselves and then yeah. quietly snuck an open source page onto their website. <laughs> Um, and of course, what we've seen here is that some users who did get on board the the Truth Social uh, were also booted as well because they were signing up for usernames uh, that uh, were one of the guys wasn't it? Uh, I think it was on the Engadget. The guy signed up, a user called Matt Ortega, signed up with at Divine Noon's Cow, but was booted. It turned out that it was a parody Twitter account of the same name, which was based on a former uh, representative of Devon. Noons, who is now the CEO of Truth Social's parent company, which, if I recall on my note, is T is it T Media Tech LLC or something like that, or something, something, something like that. Yeah. But the app itself, then, has got loads of five star reviews already. Um, but have you read some of them? Quite a yes. lot of them are saying, "Yeah, uh, it's five star." I I can't sign up yet and haven't used it, but it's five star. It's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, I just I, I've got to read some of them out because it's just it's absolutely hilarious. So there's one five star I have a review here that says uh, I can't I won't read the whole of this. It's just great. Uh, Placed on wait because this app is blowing up so hard. That's how you know it's going to be good. It's going to be popular. Uh, when the app can't handle the amount of users signing up, you know it's doing something right. No, that's <laughs> that's bad planning. Um, another one here. Free speech. I'm excited to have a platform that will not censor and stifle free speech and dissidents. This is so important, coming at such a significant time. It's sad that the other big social media companies have become communist authoritarians. And thanks to President Trump and his team, we can hmm. once again enjoy free thought. And uh, yes, well, that goes on a bit more. No, no, no well, uh, you can't. You can't. Uh, hang, is, hang on. It's not free. Oh, You've got wait, more what? to say, have you? <laughs> Wait, I've got more to say. You Go for it. However, one star review. Very buggy app crashes my iPad. The true social app was incredibly buggy. It crashed my iPad more than a handful of times. When it wasn't crashing my iPad, it wouldn't let me fill out things. It hangs and stalls for seconds, then it wouldn't slow down. It would flash like a strobe light for 30 seconds. It gave me a headache, and I've decided I've had, I couldn't risk a seizure from running this any longer. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. But yeah, I mean... It, yeah, like you said, most of the five star rules are just appear to be complete nutter. Um, uh, people who who have questionable choices in life, perhaps yeah. uh, around you know, it's just it's it's just catering to the masses that you know. If you go back 50, 60 years, you know, people did think like this. This isn't new. People have always, should we say, you know, had viewpoints that were not of the. Um, I guess the the center have they or whatever or the yeah. or the social norms. But you know, empowering people was very difficult. Today, it's not hard. You know, to it's not hard to get on with this, and it's just, um, it's just old. You know, I mean, I love the fact of like they think the way they read this on the app store, and, I, and this is this is verbatim off their app page. 
It says, what actually, what exactly is the Truth Social's big tent approach? Think of an outdoor giant event tent at your best friend's wedding. Who's there? There's a combination of multiple families from all over the United States and the world. Uncle Jim from Atlanta is a proud libertarian. Aunt Kelly from Texas is a staunch conservative. Your cousin John from California is a diehard liberal. And guess what? They're all together having an amazing time. And all they don't, although they don't always agree with each other, we welcome their varied opinions and robust conversation. Well, that's <laughs> absolute steaming horse manure because that is not the, the, the that is nothing i'm sorry but this is this week's rant and this week's rant is trump you are a complete and a liar they are yep. that you that is not the case you know full well if you dip in your toe into that water if you can get in it it is going to be a full-on center of hate and if you don't agree with what's going on in there and you voice that opinion you are going to get absolutely flamed for it aren't you well, uh, this, this is the irony, okay? So it's being billed as a, a free speech alternative to Twitter with more lax content moderation policies. Well, I had a feeling yeah, this was coming. It, it turns out it isn't. So it, if we look at True Social's uh, moderation policy, it's actually significantly more strict than Twitter. So unlike <laughs> Twitter, uh, on True Social, users can get suspended or even booted from the platform altogether for posting content, ready for this, that moderators consider to be false, defamatory, or misleading. Well, Trump will never be allowed to talk then, will he? I say, <laughs> maybe he's been banned already. Who knows? <laughs> but so, so how are they going to moderate that then? Is this what? This is this some clever AI there's, machine there's, learning? There's there's some there's some bots. I don't know how clever the bots are going to be. Uh, a lot of it's community moderated, and then there are obviously some actual moderators paid for by Truth Social. I mean, this is just some people's version of hell, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the Trump Technology and Media Group, uh, you know, has just come up with some absolute steaming pot of probably the some of the worst parts of society, I'm afraid to say. And, you know, and uh, that's my opinion. I'm I'm totally entitled <laughs> to say yep. that. You know, hang on a minute, I should get an account. Um, you should do. They won't it, ban you at all. No, 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 not at all. But it just... It's how long will this stay up for? That's what I'm waiting for. That's my kind of like set your timer now on this because I don't particularly see that staying up far too long, you know. No, no, me neither. But it could be wrong, you know. <laughs> you could be wrong. I, I don't think you could you're be wrong. Be no, probably yeah. not. But it could be wrong. I could be proved wrong on this one. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, just sorry. I, I need to have a breather. I'd be nauseous. <laughs> Take a, take a drink of water. Yeah. Uh, hey, what? Uh, by the way, though, on the um, on the app privacy, it uh, it takes yeah. your contact info, your browsing history, and user content to find your identity. Right. That sounds like an awful lot. What's the one with my browsing history? That's what it says. Data linked to you may be collected and linked to your identity. Uh, and it says data that is collected but not linked to your identity is also your contact info, identifiers, diagnostics, and usage data. Well, that's typical. A lot of apps do that, don't they, for yeah. experience and management. But the browsing history part worries me. And your content as well. So does that mean photos? Well, yeah. yeah. Videos? I suppose that argument, though, is if you post something. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. But browsing history is a kind of world one there. Yeah. A kind of a little alarm bell, isn't it? A little alarm. And that's bell. the advertising angle, guys. Oh yes, yeah, it's going to need to make point. money somehow. I just yes, it might be free, but how do you think they're monetizing this? Yes, so yeah, just be aware of that if you sign up for this, and if you know, let's be honest, if that's your views and you're you're currently you know uh, sharpening your pitchfork to come and get us. Look, if you want to have a play with it, please do. We, we we're not going to say that you're shouldn't do, but uh, yeah, just be prepared, I guess, for what you're getting into. <laughs> On that front, <laughs> you know. Oh dear. Right. Parking then. <laughs> Parking crazy Trump. Intel had a, a bit of an update this week, didn't they? A bit of a meeting. I know you were kind of keen they on that. They did. Their uh, so, annual investor meeting, didn't they? So and a yeah. lot of tidbits came out, but uh, mainly around their graphics processors and kind of release schedules and stuff. So, so Kelly, yeah. what what do we got? What 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 were the high level? Um... So, obviously, we're, we're waiting for Alchemist, aren't we? Which is the one that. Intel was said was going to be out in Q4 yep. and then Q1, and we've still not had it. But they've assured us we're getting the mobile Alchemist GPUs in Q1, Hang desktop on, like... in Q2. 
Is this Intel's cues or is this calendar cues? I don't know. I, I'm presuming it's still calendar cues, but I could be wrong. Okay, okay. So mobile queue, so mobile sometime before the end of March then, if it's calendar quarters. So mobile laptops, uh, desktops in quarter two, workstations in quarter three. And they're expecting to ship over 4 million units this year, which sounds like a lot, but isn't actually that much. You know, I think when I was doing a bit of, uh, bit of research, AMD and NVIDIA usually sell about 15 million each a quarter. This is a real slow launch, isn't it? It's a sense. very slow launch. Are and they... it gets slower as we start to, start to talk about the, the next revisions. <laughs> Are they just seeding um, a few of these boards left, right and centre rather than doing mass production? Well, yeah. I mean, I know it's 4 million this year. The majority of those are going to be OEM stuff, surely. Yeah, that's not... That is... None of that is um, across that's the That's not going to be your discrete GPUs you can go and buy off the shelf. No. No, not at all. And, you know, maybe the OEMs are the right place because as I've read more and more about this, it sounds like Alchemist isn't the ones that we're after. No. They're not your enthusiast boards or even your ultra-enthusiast boards. They're more your, your general boards. So maybe no. OEMs are the right place for them. Well, I guess you are. If you're, yeah, you, you're looking at box shifters here, aren't you? So your Dells, your HPs, your Lenovo's, yeah. who are going to upgrade their latest laptop line, you know, whatever it might be, with the latest um, older lakes. Um, and then you're going to have an Arc. Instead of an Iris, you're going to have an Arc. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't now, if I recall, didn't the the next one up the line have a pretty of a funky name that we quite liked? <laughs> Battle Mage. That was it. That was it. That was it. I knew. That, I was about to say Druid, but I thought that was wrong. <laughs> no, no, we got Battle Mage, and then we've got Celestial after that. Oh. So Battle Mage is the uh, the enthusiast GPU, and Celestial is going to be your, your ultra enthusiast one. So you know your thirty eighty, thirty ninety competitor. So, Battle Mage, then, when is that slated for? Because it's clearly not anytime soon. Battle Mage is 2023 to 2024. Uh, and the, the good, interesting tidbit I saw there is that actually the discrete GPU will actually be packaged as part of a, G, uh, a CPU. So, when Intel released Meteor Lake, uh, we're on uh, what we are older lake at the moment aren't we and then we've got yeah. raptor lake and then meteor lake so yeah 2023 kind of time scale uh that's uh at that point into our moving to a new chiplet based architecture so very much like amd does yep uh so they'll be building their new meteor lake we'll have a compute t- well they're calling them tiles rather than chiplets a compute tile a sock tile which i'm presuming is handling all the io and then you'll have a gpu tile so it's actually going to have one of these battle mage GPUs embedded into the CPU package. How big are these CPUs going to be? <laughs> or how small is Battle Mage? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's the other argument, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I don't what, know. What about cooling this? I mean, God. <laughs> I mean, uh, Intel's are not renowned for being power efficient, are they, at the moment? <laughs> I have another question on that as well. Is yep. What about the VRAM? Well, I don't know. Are they going to put on, uh, maybe they'll put on like a eight or well, quite a lot of the Intels have been advertised with up to 16 gig of VRAM, aren't they? Are they going to chuck 16 gig on the old uh, CPU die? And allow the, C- allow the compute tile and the GPU tile to use it as well as your system RAM. Who knows? And then, you, then you're getting into the Apple architecture style, aren't you? You are, yes. So maybe we're going that way. I, I don't know. Yeah, but then you, but the, yeah, which would be interesting, but then you'd still need discrete RAM. For... Yeah, as well, I imagine so. But this would just be like a level four cache. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it didn't mention anything about that. It was very high no, level no, no, in the no, slides. It just, it just got me but thinking. Yeah. It was like, where'd that be? So, Battle Mage then is next year into the following year, then, which is yeah, then, and say... Celestial is 2024, 2025. They said 2024 plus. Is that just stick your finger in the air and kind of wonder when that might turn uh, up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and, and the architecture for the Celestial, I'm assuming, is similar to the Battle Mage There was literally no information, but I imagine that will also be tile slash chiplet yeah, based yeah. as well. 
but yeah, that's a whole that's a Celestial is built as a next gen uh, architecture rather than the current gen. So they're going to be changing things up again for Celestial. I just, you know, we had such high hopes for these, um, and I still do yeah. in a funny kind of way. They're just dragging it out though, aren't they? Is this though because they can't produce them, which makes me wonder? Be. Or is this because they have issues with them? You know, just either way. Maybe, I they're, not up, maybe they're not competitive. Who knows? Maybe they're not competitive. And that is the problem there, is it? Maybe it's then, well, actually, we can't get it to be as efficient versus the MD competitive. Because at this point, they're not competing necessarily with... Well, they are competing. I tell a lie. They are competing with NVIDIA. But what I mean is, are they, from a CPU perspective, then they're trying to pair them together, you know, the same as AMD would do, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, are they having, is it a case of we can't actually make it um, as effective? Is it, you know, yeah, is it I suppose by having them in, in, in mobile as a discrete GPU that's better than on board, they're kind of still competitive, then I suppose, especially if the power's okay. By shifting to all the OEMs for desktops, and they're really hiding that away for people that aren't potentially after performance parts, but are after saying good enough. Yeah, so Meteor Lake then. So Meteor Lake's next year, and that, as you said, that's the. So that's following on from Raptor Lake, isn't it? So Older Lake, yes, Older Lake is current. For, yeah, current. Then we've got Raptor Lake at some point, probably, I would imagine, end of this year. And then, yeah, Meteor Lake at some point in the year after. Or even but a year a- after that. It says 2023 to 2024, so who knows? But AMD then, technically speaking, are, I would say, slightly <clears throat> ahead on, on the on the, the setup here. Because well, yeah, the... I mean, AMD are doing that with their 6,000 mobile. Yeah. Uh, and they're sticking in the 680, I think it's called a 680 MX or something, which is a not a full-on GPU, but way better than onboard. All based on the, is it the RDNA 2 and 3 architecture. Very peculiar, very peculiar, and we're still. I mean, we aren't really seeing any of these. I don't know. I mean, I can. I don't think you are there. Are there any for sale yet? I don't think they are. Are there? I think there was an original Intel DG One floating around on eBay the other day. Yeah, but I don't know. Which was also shipped to OEMs, but that's not even Alchemist. That's kind of pre-Alchemist. Yeah, but I mean, can you buy a laptop with Arc on it at the moment? I don't think you can. No, but then. You can't really buy the AMD six thousand yet either. They're all due out like any week now. Yeah, I just <laughs> look. It, it just puzzles me that this is dragged on again. Um, Does for, yeah for what's going, you know? And and no, I'm not expecting Intel to come out and go. You know what? Here's the problem. Blah blah blah. It just uh, oh, it's Pat fan... on the other line. Give us a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Addressing this personally. You know, huge. Fa- yeah, well, that would be awesome. Um, huge fanfare of release. Huge fanfare around you know new products. Yeah, going back in the industry, early you know early indications of the XE um, boards, wasn't there, and where that's going yep. and, and everything, and then just tailed off. You know, taking supply constraints out of the way, which you know they have. It's just very much a case of now drip feeding stuff. And this event wasn't. It? If I rec- I think I read somewhere that it wasn't a live event, was it? It was all pre-recorded as well. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they've been talking about this forever now, for a, uh, over a year easily. Yeah, I mean it's all part of Pat's big plan. Let's be honest, to, to get back yep. into different markets, to start being more competitive. But you got to have product, haven't you? You got to have product to be competitive. You got to yeah. ship sank at some point. Yeah, even if it's one, show us it. Let's <laughs> like, get it out for review. You know, just give us something. You know, let's see what's happening on. Uh, I've not read much about Rocket Lake uh, from a from a CPU no. perspective. Um, we. Uh, I try, is that seven nanometer as well? No, I, I'm not sure, but I imagine this is more of an evolution than a revolution, isn't it? So, uh, what a ticket rather than a talk, isn't it? Yeah, I can't which way round that one is. Uh, I don't know. Whichever the not a massive leap forward one is. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's not, and I think as well, isn't it? If I recall, I'm sure I read somewhere that it isn't on. Um, it's still on fourteen nanometer. Could be. But it's back. But it's the backported. So yeah, this is the other. Didn't, thing, they, didn't they backport some of the stuff from Rocket Lake into Older Lake? Or was that the that was it? Around? Sorry, that was sorry. You are right. Older Lake had 
Rocket Lake backported, but I've just looked it up and Rocket Lake is still 14 nanometer. Wow, okay. Which, Getting with the times, Intel. When you think about when you think about um Oh no! Well, even if we say lot. Intel stuff's quite advanced, so we, maybe we'll call their fourteen nanometer. Everyone else is twelve or ten. That's uh, still quite far behind. Look, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I was talking about Rocket Lake, not Raptor Lake. Ah, okay. Too many, too many R's. Sorry, Rocket Lots Lake. Lots of lakes. Was, Rocket Lake was the predecessor to Older Lake. Gotcha. So, right. Okay. Older Lake was launched in November last year, and that was. Um, uh, what was that? That I think that was fourteen. No, ten nanometer. That's ten nanometer. Um, right. Which was, if you recall, was named. It was the Intel Seven process. It was kind of ah, a misnomer, yeah. wasn't it? So Raptor Lake will replace um, older, older Lake. Lake. But as you say, I don't think there's much. I don't think there's much information on it. Um, Everything is looking like so. I think it's was it one, two, three, thirteen, thirteen generation. So it should. You'd like to think that they should got to have seven nanometer by that stage, wouldn't you? We would hope so. Yeah. So yeah, Rocket Lake or Raptor? Oh, bloody hell, Raptor Lake is twenty twenty two. I suppose at the end of this, we'll year. just call it Velociraptor Lake. Yeah. Yeah. So that should support uh, DDR five X. Um, and they should also support the um, what's the other thing I read somewhere? Yes, uh, hybrid CPU cores and CPU caches for gaming. Okay, awesome. So, copying AMD's Infinity Cache, then, yeah, exactly. Which you know, if you can't beat them, join them, isn't there? As always, exactly. But yeah, I just just again dragging out, but it wasn't the only thing. I mean, so we know the GPUs are dragging on, but it wasn't the only thing they released at that event, was it? Or not released? No, no. I found our upgrade for our home lab, our next one. I want one of yeah, these. Yeah, I've got some concerns on this because this puzzled the hell out of me. So you, not like... just the name. So they, they've announced Intel's Arctic Sound M server accelerator. Now, I thought this was a sound card. I did as Arctic well. Arctic Sound. I was like, huh? Intel releasing a sound card? Okay, I'm down with it. No, it's not. It's a GPU accelerator card, isn't it, for servers? Yes. And uh, I was like, what in the name of her? I read it. They're they're dubbing it as a media and analytics supercomputer. Sorry, not a GPU accelerator. Oh, so sorry. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what? I mean, the naming convention of the first is like, I'm sorry, a sound card, um, but I think it's in yeah. the basis of a sound, isn't it? Like, is in like a you know sound sometimes is you know like in um, there's the Puget Sound, isn't there? There is uh, it's like a cove uh, or a um, okay uh, like a, a natural waterway. Right, I, I, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's like there's like Lancaster Sound, there's Puget Sound, there's Cumberland Sound. Uh, yeah, um, okay. They're like you know they're like a like I say a natural sort of water area. So lake sounds, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making I'm making this work here. But but it, yes, it, it did sound nice to chuck in one of our servers though. You know, it, it, it will do. Um, what was it eight simultaneous 4K transcodes, thirty simultaneous 1080P transcode, and that should be the first uh, card out there. Will do hardware encoding, decoding of AV1, which is the uh, uh, successor to H265. Uh, it also did, wasn't it? Something like cloud gaming, it would support up to 30 plus game sure. streams. Yeah, 30 plus game streams. But what the hell does that mean? Does that mean it's rendering 30 games and streaming them? Or is it just encoding the output from a graphics card and streaming it? I, I genuinely was like... Uh, yeah, it was very, very vague on that part. It, it just... Was... But yeah, that's the whole thing. It, it turns out that so I mean from this, so it, it, some of the um, I guess uh, what do you want to call them? You know, uh, people are reviewing this seem to think that it's an alchemist board, isn't it? Underneath it, yeah. Look um, at the die shots from the video and stuff. They're saying they reckon it's alchemist, which does that mean alchemist has hardware encoding decoding for AV one in it? Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's like you say, as a server card, this is perfect. It, I mean, if you're ever going to, I mean, if it comes out, that'd be great. It'll probably cost, you know, an arm and a leg. Costing more than what we spend on our actual all, all our servers combined, obviously. But um, yeah, 
it just yeah it is quite impressive but um sampling to i love the <laughs> sampling today shipping mid 2022 okay yeah all right <laughs> okay. okay again and again until we see specs of these things it might as well just be a, a chocolate unicorn you know for, well for that's it that's it so there, there was one last tidbit of uh intel there information was. yeah and, and they have they've been on a, not just a spending spree not just buying fabs and all that stuff They've been poaching employees too. So, uh, yeah, they poached uh, Rohit Verma, who's a senior fellow and lead SOC architect for discrete GPUs at AMD. So, yeah, they've gone and poached the competition. But uh, this is more of him, this is for him returning to Intel, isn't it? Because he used to work there um, from between 1999 and 2013 as their lead SOC architect. So, AMD poached him and then they poached him back now. Yeah, as I say, this isn't quite the uh, the like the oh my god they've stolen some from Intel. It's uh, sorry, AMD. No. I mean, it, it's actually no, he's gone home. Um, it turns out he uh, used to work quite closely with Pat Gelsinger and apparently yes. was allegedly involved in his uh, his return. What's the word? Yeah, the return. That's probably the best way of looking at it, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and I'm sure they've paid him a handsome fee to come home. Um, yeah, and he's going to be their lead product architect at uh, Intel's Accelerated Computing Group. I just, as I said to you earlier, where, how deep are Intel's pockets? Where is this money coming from? Because the coffers must be running pretty low now. I don't or am I know. just, I or am I just, you know, where are they printing their own money? I mean, but maybe, maybe, they've, maybe they've hand other parts of the products we, we haven't realized and cut back here and there. and Or, or maybe but they're just splashing the cash. But there are billions. I mean, think of all, I mean, okay, I know those fabs aren't going to just be built by Intel, are they? So they're going to get no. investments. And there'll and be subsidies get... and all sorts yeah. of stuff going to those. Fans. You're right. There's going to be tax subsidies and everything from those and things like that. So that's probably going to help them. But the acquisition of other the companies are doing, you know, the reorganization of the business units costing money. I mean, I don't know. I just, it just, it just in the way, you know, Intel, we're going the wrong direction. And that's the whole reason why Pat's oh, massively, out, we know that. Yeah. And Pat is there to ensure that this ship is sailing on the right direction. So whenever he finishes his career, you know, Intel will be a steady ship. And I think it's right. And, you know, Rome wasn't built on a day. This is not a sprint. It is a marathon, isn't it? You know, in terms yeah. of getting the company to where it is. And I guess the same with a lot of the um, the companies, you know, the, sorry, the, the products that they're, they're launching. But it is a very aggressive strategy very aggressive strategy and getting people like you know uh what's this guy saying rohit verma uh over to intel again or bring him back proves that you know they can get the people there so people left because clearly they weren't happy with intel weren't they no exactly getting him back to intel surely must have been a coup because it you know to get him home to say come on back you know top talent is coming back yeah yeah that's a real real coup to say look we can get these people these people want to work for us they're going to do it you know intel have got everything to gain here and everything to lose because we've had it for too long it's been nvidia and amd in the market you know only two real players in this space intel you know laughed out of the laughed out of the gpu market a long time ago Oh, yeah. And I, you know, we need we need competition. We said it on the show before. We need competition. We need alternatives. And actually, wouldn't it be cool to have the AMD style GPU CPU set up from Intel to get yeah. more performance? I'd be up for Would that. Be, lovely, yeah. You know, Nvidia should be worried, but I don't think they are because Nvidia have got fingers in other pies. You know, the whole machine learning AI, the smart NICs, yeah, the, yeah. Super, the the HPC side of stuff. They're not worried. AMD, no, not I think. All. Are probably more worried here. Yeah, maybe. What is the one thing that AMD don't have that Intel do? Fabs. But yes, true. You know, because if they have to get into a war over production, the one thing they can do here is absolutely churn it out through their own products, uh, through their own fabrication units. They can also but then will they be competitive on those larger node sizes? Well, that is the challenge, isn't it? That's the challenge, and that's why that's why they're with TSMC, isn't it? That's the only yeah. reason. But currently, that's just just for the GPUs, not the, not the CPUs no. yet. But yet, but if as we unless Intel, but then they're investing do... all these new fabs. So are they well, yeah. going to go that way? Well, I would, I'd imagine the new fabs are going to be built with 
lower lower nanometer in in question, uh, and I guess the tech from people like ASML are going to help drive that. Yep. I imagine it's probably more cost effective to build a new fab than it is to completely rip out and re re engineer an existing fab. Oh yeah, because all the downtime in the current fabs can't be good for you. No, no. But you know, at the moment, Intel are talking a good talk, but you know, the fight's not there, is it? You know. No, no. But there we go. There we go. There we go. Right then. There's a lot there to talk, a lot to cover. So it's time for the Tech Rand Riverville. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we are squarely back in, well, not that we ever leave or go for very far, but we're back with Apple again, aren't we? So, uh, and then the, the March event. So the rumor mill is um, bobbling away. And we have old Mr. German, Mark German. He, he's released another one of his, is it Power On newsletters or whatever he calls it? Oh, yes. It? That's the one, yep. That's the one. And he's now saying that we, well, he's saying we get four new Macs, but I counted there are more than four. <laughs> um, but I digress. So uh, <laughs> let's get down to business. <laughs> so he, he's referring to the old M2 chip. So he's uh, saying that in March event, we're going to get a 13-inch MacBook Pro with an M2 chip in it. Uh, now this is to re- this will sit underneath the 14 and the 16 when it are currently out there. Yeah. We're going to get all oh, several Mac Minis, uh, one with an M1 Pro chip and one with an M2 chip. So it'll be interesting to see how they stack up against each other. Uh, we're getting what a 24 inch iMac with M2 and a larger iMac Pro with with M1 Pro and M1 Max. How many times have I said M1? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, not, we're not done yet. There's a lot coming, apparently. Uh, we've got what a redesigned MacBook Air with M2, and and the one we've been waiting for, but I'm not quite sure it's the one we really want. Uh, we're going to get a half-sized Mac Pro. Uh, it'll be the first Mac Pro with Apple Silicon, and it's going to have a brand new chip that combines either two or four M1 Max chips in it. Have you got mm. all that? I have. Um, so uh, we've talked about this at length offline, haven't we? Around the M2 we have, here. yeah. And we kind of were batting this idea around: is it the M2 M2 too soon? And you made a good point of going, well, actually, when was the M1 released? Not the M1 Pro or the Max, but the M1 was released. And yeah. we worked out that it, actually it was November 2020, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's a good year and a half old now, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, if you look at Intel, same kind of window of opportunity to release. You know, then, then you know things like that. Yeah, you know, they bring out new chips. They bring out revisions on those chips, the same as AMD do. Yeah. So Apple would probably logically do the same. My view was like the Pro and the Max are six months old, if that. No, not even that really, are they? Five Four months, months old. Four yeah. months, cutting account. And you don't want to cannibalize your market. So bringing out an M1, right. sorry, bringing out an M2 that would be more powerful or, or better than a, the Pro or Max would be ridiculous because you just kill yeah. the baseline of your current. That's market. not going to happen. What I think German is was alluding to, wasn't it? As you and you, you were saying, is that these new M2s then will just be an incremental increase at the, on the base model, wouldn't it? The base, the equivalent to this, will replace the base M1 chip and will yeah. give you slight improvements. I think it's going to enhance the architecture. So, you know, German is saying that you're going to have the same eight core architecture, though maybe it'll be clocked slightly faster. Yes, you're going to get a few more graphics cores, you know, up from seven or eight to nine or ten. Yep. I imagine it's going to try and sort out some of the limitations that currently in the M1, like obviously um, monitor support. You, know, you can only have two monitors. What's that all about? Uh, there's only so many USB ports you can have. And that, this is all probably to do with, I imagine, PCI Express lanes. So I imagine it's going to sort out some, some of the fundamental issues there. Whether they'll all be enabled in, you know, in those devices that get the M2 to start off with, I don't know. But I reckon they'll be fully utilized when you get the M2 Pro and Max. I, I think I think yeah, the M2 is a logical step. It's going to have to happen. They need to do that. They need to keep it fresh. You're right though that I don't think they can move everything to the M. The M2 is kind of a stopgap because they haven't done the transition yet. They said that the transition would be completed in a year. Oh no, was it? Yep. Was it a year? Yeah, it was a year, wasn't it? They said two years from when they first two announced. Years, two years, two years. So they okay. So they've got, to, they've got a yeah. Sorry, November. yeah. So they've got November. So to close that door, 
they need to do the the iMac Pro and the Mac Pro, and yeah. and as we said, and it was, and I think we talked about this a little while ago. The as you the, the Mac Pro, which would effectively have two M a two or four M one Mac chips bolted together, wouldn't it? So you know yeah. it would be a super grunt of a machine. Um, you know, hopefully it can handle more than two monitors, but that's another argument. Um, but I imagine by having two or four M one Max chips bolted <laughs> together, you're getting you've got the extra PCI Express lanes you need. By yes. brute force. By brute force. Once they've done that, you can start spinning out M2, M3s left, right, and centre because you've completed that lineup then, haven't you? And you can, exactly. you can start to scale it up. And the same way that the Mac Pros have, what was it, the, uh, in, didn't they have the W, Intel Xeon Ws, didn't they, I think? Um, they the did, yeah. Before. So you could keep that, I don't know, let's call it the Super Mac chip in there as a custom design for that Mac Pro that you don't need to put anywhere else. But you can keep right. it there, and you and you know full well that it will outpace any of the other chips for a quite a while. Oh, definitely, definitely. But I don't think the M2 there will be a massive increase over what we've got. I mean, the pro, no, the, the it's going to be an M1, enhancement. Yeah, the M1 chip, um, the M1 chip itself is still a phenomenal bit of kit. Um, yep. The Pro and the Max again, you know quite happily outpace 90% of everything else in the market space in their respective categories. And they will do for some time. But again, that all comes down to that complete and utter synergy between hardware and software that, you know, yeah. not many... It's the full not stack, many, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, M2, I think we will see M2. I think, Matt, you know, the only other rumour that came out this week, I don't think it was mentioned, was that there's talk of a new 16-inch MacBook coming out, isn't there, the M2 release. And there's talk of the return of the touch bar. I can't believe this. I'm like, who in their right mind wants a touch bar back? Everybody kicked up a fuss, didn't they, that it was there. They wanted it gone. Everybody was rejoicing yep. that it had gone. And now it's back. Or it's rumoured. I won't, you know, rumoured, back. Rumoured, rumoured. Well, you don't, you don't know what else might be coming back. They've said half-sized Mac Pro. Is this return of the trash can? I like that trash can. I'd love to buy one. A lot of people uh, did not. <laughs> I'd I'd happily have one. I just can't afford Get these. on eBay. <laughs> have you seen how much they are on eBay? Oh, they're going for silly money, are they? Yeah, I mean, the 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 Mac uh, was it the Mac Pro with the you know the, the trash can version, like you say. Yeah. I swear I saw what they've done. Let's see. Yeah, here you are. Um, nine hundred quid for one here. Late twenty thirteen. Right now, yeah, nine hundred pounds. Three. Some of them are three hundred quid. Another one here is eight hundred quid. It's got three point five Intel XC on E five, sixty four gig of RAM, and twin D five hundred GPUs. Um, you know, I love the fact that there's a trap. You can buy a travel bag for it, which Just is hilarious. That six quid. Buy it now. You know, they are not cheap. You know, um, but they're not no. as expensive as you'd imagine they could be, though. To be fair, uh, yeah. But I like it. I think they were. I don't know. I, I think it's a bit of a sexy. I can just machine. imagine the looks on the, everyone's faces as they unveiled the trash can Mark II on stage. Yeah, but it won't be glossy. It'll be matte. It'll be matte, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and available in like I, five different shades. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite liked it. You know, I can't, you know, can't say any other. It, it was a nice looking machine, you know. Um, was it everybody's cup of tea? No, was it pro? Realistically, yes, at the time, maybe because. But you couldn't really had, upgrade it. No, it had E5 chips in it, didn't it? You know, so they're server yeah. grades. Um, it 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 had not a lot of RAM. <laughs> you know, five. No, you know, the base it had model, the replaceable the base... GPUs that they never really bought any actual replacements out for. No, the fact you know the base models are like. It was like sixty four gig. You know, I think you could have like sixty four gig of RAM in it, couldn't you? You could have um, uh, was it two fifty six gig SSDs, which was hilarious. I mean, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that? Uh, it was it the Fire Pro. I think the Fire Pro cards. Yeah, it would be the AMD Fire Pros. Yeah, you don't really get Nvidia in Apple, do you? In Max, you you know you used to, but yeah, not anymore. Um, yeah, futuristic design. Would I would I want to use one now? I don't know. I think if I was given one, I'd um, yeah. I'd be quite happy to to have it. You'd boot it up. Yeah, I, I'd play with it. But I mean, what would you, you run on it? Monitors. Yeah, you could run several monitors on it. You're right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but yeah, what would you do? I mean, look, there's one here for twelve hundred pounds on eBay. Um, wow, which has got the uh, twelve core. It's got yeah the Intel 2.7 12 core, which is the fastest one available, uh, 64 gig of RAM and a terabyte SSD, and then the the Fire Pro cards. I mean, it's got six Thunderbolt ports. Who the hell uses Thunder? Nobody uses native Thunderbolt <laughs> anyway, do they? You know. Um, but anyway, anyway, I digress. I digress. Right, I think that's probably a good place for us to wrap it up for yep. for tonight. We'll be back next week with episode 77. I nearly said 67, episode 77. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at Weekly Tech Rant. And all of our show notes are published on techrant.online, where you can also see our shiny new logo. And please, like I say, leave us a comment, tell your friends about us, uh, and wherever you get your podcast from, uh, we're on pretty much all of the, the main places. So with that, I've been Jay. I've been Carl. Have a good evening, all.